Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports and Rebellious Show. I'm your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Don't forget to visit the website, powersportsandrebellious.com. Also, can be follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. All right, we got a fun topic today. I'm kind of I'm kind of stoked about this one here. Uh, I'm stoked for a couple different reasons. Number one, I think this is kind of a fun topic to talk about. And number two is we've got a lot of interesting things going on here over on the business side that I am uh, very, very, very excited to share with you in the coming weeks here. We've got a, uh, a new hire here, and uh, I'm excited to uh, tell you who that is fairly shortly. It's going to be an absolute game changer for, for, for not just for us, but for you as well. So it's going to be a very good move for everybody all around. Second thing is, is we are working on the website. I know that sounds really boring to a lot of you, but I am actually very, very excited about this. I think it's going to really make your experience much easier, clearer, quicker, funner, all those kind of fun adjectives. Uh, as my baseball coach liked to tell me in uh, in high school when I he said, you got, you got to do gooder. You got to do gooder, Matt. I was like, do gooder? Like, what? that's not proper English. A terrible role model you are for me in high school here, but uh, yeah, we got we got to do gooder on the website. We got to do absolutely gooder. So, uh, so that's going to be some fun stuff there. So that's some stuff we got in the pipeline. Moving on to today's topic here, some of you guys or probably a lot of you have seen the Mike Trout autograph signing announcement, and I, I listen when I post a signing, I know what kind of what kind of vibe we're going to get, right? <laughs> like, if you follow me on Instagram, when we posted the Megan Rapino one, I was like, I, I know where this is going. I don't have time to listen to y'all complain about this. This is not Fox or CNN. Go complain there. I don't care. I'm not here to pick sides. It's like people were, somebody was complaining to me yesterday about Michael Vick on the website. And like, listen, I understand people don't like him. I understand some people do, but we don't have any opinion on any of these athletes. All we are here to do is offer autograph signings. And it, it, it would be terrible of us to offer one thing and then say, well, we don't agree with this person, so don't offer it out. But who are we to decide? What if our customers want to have an ath- uh, autograph from a certain athlete? It's not us to decide. It's for the customers to decide. So we just take ourselves out of it, and we just apply everything out there. You know, as, as Michael Jordan said, I guess, uh, one time, hey, Republicans buy shoes too. <laughs> so uh, we don't really care. We don't care about any of that stuff. So... We posted the Mike Trout signing, and I knew what was going to happen, but everybody's going to complain with Trout about the pricing, and Trout's hurt all the time, and what the main topic we're going to talk about today is Trout hasn't won a World Series. He shouldn't cost this much, and so that's what we're going to be talking about here is why championships kind of matter, but they really don't when it comes to uh, what an autograph price should be, so I know I mentioned a lot of baseball guys here. I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about basketball in relation to winning championships and not winning championships and kind of how that relates to pricing. Because a lot of these guys have done kind of recent signings, so we can kind of talk about and kind of know what their what their pricing is. So here are a couple athletes that have not won an NBA championship, okay? Uh, number one, uh, Allen Iverson. Uh, two, Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady's another one, Vince Carter, Steve Nash, another guy we just had a signing with, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, uh, Carl Malone as well, and then another big one, John Stockton, okay? So let's just kind of go through these guys, and then we're going to talk about some athletes uh, that have won championships and kind of what their pricing looks like. And, and then I'll kind of make my argument at the end, kind of what 
what affects pricing more so than maybe championships, all right? So, first off, Allen Iverson. He's pretty decently affordable. What's he, about $150 range? Iverson signs all the time now. He is signing about once a month now, so uh, his pricing is, good, is it has actually been pretty flat. Every signing has been, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much the exact same pricing. So, um, so he's been very, very, very consistent. Patrick Ewing, here's another example. He came out, and I think he was what 400 for jerseys and rookie cards, or 500 somewhere. <clears throat> excuse me, somewhere around there, which sounds expensive, but Patrick Ewing hadn't signed in quite some time. And also, one thing I'm going to be really, really harping on with you today is why some guys cost more than others is the question is, what do collectors need them on? That's the kind of theme I want you to be thinking about here. What do collectors need them on? What kind of teams are they a part of? Or is there some sort of set people need them on? Or whatever is going on there. So keep that question in mind, all right? Ewing, for example, people need them on what? There's two things that really had Ewing going, Okay. Number one, 1986 Fleer, and also he's part of the Dream Team. So those two things are very, very important to collectors. Another one here, 86 Fleer, Dream Team, Charles Barkley. Imagine if Charles Barkley did a send-in autograph signing right now, and it was $500 or so to send in 86 Fleers. Would you send one in? If you had the money, you would do it for sure. 100%. Charles Barkley is a very popular guy. Tough autograph. I know he signed a deal with Panini for a little while. I'm not sure if he's still with them or not, but Charles Barkley is a very popular autograph. Did not win any championships. Let's go down the list here a little bit. Dominique Wilkins. We just did a signing with him. He's fairly affordable. He's like a $75 autograph, okay? So didn't win any championships, but people don't really identify too much with Dominique Wilkins versus some of these other guys we're going to talk about here. Carl Malone never won any. Carl Malone did a signing, what, last year or so? And he was probably in that, what, was he 500 for rookies, I think? 400 for rookies, kind of on that range. Same thing with Ewing. Again, another 86 Fleer guy. He kind of catching a theme here. Uh, but let's move on to, uh, for example, like Reggie Miller and John Stockton. Now, Stockton, part of that dream team. So if Stockton was to ever do an autograph signing, his autograph price, in my opinion, would be kind of on par with kind of what Mike Trout has been doing. My opinion, I think he would probably be in that $500 range. And I think people would be all over that because they need him on those, those kind of pieces with the dream team and et cetera. And they know he just doesn't sign that much. So they're not sure when he's going to sign again. Reggie Miller's another one. I don't see Reggie Miller being a $500 autograph just because Reggie Miller is just doesn't have those kind of things that collectors need to put them on in order to validate that pricing. His rookie year is 88 Fleer, which is, uh, I mean, it's a nice-looking car, but it's not a great set like the 86 Fleer. So I could kind of see Reggie kind of being more in line with, like, the Ray Allen pricing that just kind of came out, like, that $300 range if he were to ever do an autograph signing. And then we got McGrady and Carter. Uh, those guys, again, they would be kind of on the low tier there. But you can see how pricing, it, they've won, some of these people haven't won championships. You see pricing's all over the place. So... It's not really necessarily all that important that you've won a bunch of championships. I think it's important if you are currently playing and then you win a championship, for example, like Jokic just won one. Obviously, people were really excited about getting stuff done for him. That matters more championships if you are currently playing because you can you can get on that buzz train and people are very, very uh, excited to take part in that championship. 
But let's move on to some other guys that have won some championships, and then you can kind of see where their pricing is, and it's probably going to be somewhat similar to this one. I'll give you a couple examples, three right off the bat here, okay? Shaquille O'Neal, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, guys that have won tons of championships, right? They're all about the same price. They're all about a couple hundred bucks for an autograph, and they sign fairly frequently, so the frequency of how much an athlete signs really affects the pricing because, hey, listen, if it's a big chunk of change to bring a guy in and he doesn't sell all that well, people aren't going to be bringing him in all the time. So guys like Larry Bird, sell all the time. Magic Johnson, sell all the time. Shaquille O'Neal, sell all the time. You know why? Because all, all three of these athletes, and this is very important when it comes to, uh, I think, likability and pricing, all that kind of stuff, is people love these guys. Every single, not every single basketball player, but every single fan out there can probably identify with one of these three guys. Like, these guys are the cream of the crop when it comes to popularity. Two other guys that have won championships, but they almost never sign for the public. Never, 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 never. This is going to be, I hate to say the word never, but this is going to be never. And you know who I'm talking about. Jordan and LeBron, right? Again, those guys have won tons of championships and are super expensive. So it kind of doesn't really kind of, you know, Follow the mold of championships equals this. That way you must charge this pricing. It just doesn't work that way because there's just way too many factors that go involved into pricing. So what are those kind of tiers or things that go involved into pricing an athlete? Well, first off, let's talk about how rare the athlete is. We're going to use kind of our Ray Allen example just because he's kind of the one that's the most recent. Ray Allen has probably been about a decade since he's actually done a send-in autograph signing. So you need to really think about, okay, how rare is this guy going to be? Is it a likelihood that he's going to be signing again? What what price does it need to be at to where it makes sense to do the signing for Ray? And then also it makes sense for the customer at the other end. Would they pay that price? For example, I'm just going to throw out some random numbers. Let's say an athlete's getting paid $50 an autograph and you need to sell it for $100 an autograph in order to make it worthwhile. Do you think customers would pay $100 an autograph for that athlete? That's the kind of the question you need to ask yourself. And the second thing, question that we want to ask is the one we kind of talked about earlier is what do collectors need them on? So if you are the uh, dealer that is going to be putting on this signing with, let's just say, for example, uh, John Stockton, okay? John Stockton, you need them on Dream Team stuff. A lot of people need them on Dream Team stuff. So you know that maybe you have a little bit more of a margin to play with. Because you know that Stockton almost never signs, so it's a lot of work to get that guy to do it. Uh, Stockton's probably going to come in a decent amount of price, but also you've got to capitalize on that because if you get John Stockton to say yes to do an autograph signing, that's kind of like like a <laughs> like an eclipse moon or something like that. It's, it's a rare occasion, okay? It's a rare occasion, like when, you know when I wake up and I'm feeling in a good mood, right? Like this is kind of like wow, like if I wake up I feel refreshed, you know, like. Back in my 20s again, like that's a rare thing. I don't have that all the time. But so you get what I'm saying. Like John Stockton would be like, if you got an email with John Stockton autograph signing in the title, would your mood instantly change? Yes. Like he would be, oh my God, I got to start buying stuff. I don't even know what the pricing is. I just got to start buying stuff, you know. <laughs> Maybe some of you are like that. At least I'm like that sometimes. So if people need people on Dream Team, which of course is like one of the big things that people collect, the pricing is going to be higher just because the dealer wants to capitalize on that. They got to make money. They probably want to make more money on this because not every deal do you make home runs like this. And John Stockton would probably be a home run in that case. And then really the third thing that factors into it is 
you know, how much does that athlete need to in order to sign? And we talked about this on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago about Ray Allen. Hey, listen, it, it's not like the guy's not getting offered deals. Like, I'm sure people have offered John Stockton a ton of deals. But if you're offering John Stockton, let's just say I'm going to throw out a number $100,000 to sign, and then he just doesn't care, and you come out $200,000, and now he's piqued his interest, and then you end up paying him $300,000 or more or whatever it is, which would be the case for sure, you know, that's going to obviously raise the price to the customer. And then you got to ask yourself the question, hey, listen, if we got to pay John Stock $300,000 and we get so many pieces, would a customer pay this price for the end consumer? So you have to answer that question. A $1,000 autograph for John Stockton, people probably, most cases are not going to be paying that, right? That's a, that's a little bit extreme. So going back to our Mike Trout example, all right? So people have been harping on Trout. Why does Trout cost so much and all that kind of stuff? Well, hey, listen, when Trout was playing and winning MVP awards, he was one of the most popular autographs on the block. It was not even close. Autograph baseballs of him sold all the time, jerseys, everything, okay? Now, yes, he's been hurt, so performance on the field for current players is definitely going to affect the popularity. If you're not playing well, that's obviously going to be a, a negative on you. But a couple of people were arguing, hey, you know, uh, I would rather have Bryce Harper than Mike Trout. Well, Bryce Harper, I mean, he's still playing right now, but he hasn't won anything either. So uh, it really comes down to a lot of different factors here. And championships is really just a small percentage right now. If Bryce Harper was to do a send-in autograph signing, it would be way more than popular than Mike Trout. Why would it be more popular than Mike Trout? Well, is it because he's playing better? Yes. Is it because he's still in the World Series? Yes. If he wins the World Series, obviously it would be a huge thing. But Bryce Harper just hasn't done a send-in autograph signing. So we're going back to the rarity here. So really those three things, how rare, what do collectors need him on, and how much is the athlete needing to get paid in order to do the autograph signing. Really those three things are the determining factors on what an end price needs to be. If, for example, Bryce Harper goes out and wins a World Series this year, is this pricing from Fanatics going to be higher uh, than it is right now? Well, yes, duh. I mean, obviously, Finax is going to try to capitalize on that. But if a year or two or three goes by and his stuff kind of teeters a little bit and he's not winning any more championships and he has another season where he hits 240 again, is the pricing going to come down? Well, absolutely. Like, they're going to need to move product. They're, they're not invincible. They can't hold product forever. So it's just a lot of different factors here. If it was all about championships, then Adam Morrison would be an expensive autograph. I think he won two NBA titles just by sitting on the bench. I, I think he made, like, he's kind of like that Chase Daniel of the NBA. Like, the guy never really did anything. He was just kind of a backup quarterback. I think Chase Daniel got paid, like, 50 or $60 million in the NFL just to be the backup and do basically nothing. But I, I say nothing. Nothing on the field. Apparently, he's a really good kind of um, uh, QB coach kind of for the, for the starter or whatnot. So he does obviously provide some sort of value. So... Uh, so again, just those three things. That's what I would be thinking about when you're looking at a signing. Hey, why is this costing so much? Really? Those three things are the ones that kind of factor into it along with some other stuff here, but those are the three main ones. So, oh boy, lot to get through there. Hope you guys like this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about it here. Kind of went a little long here, but, uh, anyways, don't forget to visit the website. It's going to change pretty soon by the next 45 to 60 days. Not going to look the same. Uh, it's power sports, And also going to be followed over there on Instagram at powers autographs. Now, we'll see you on the next episode.